Welcome to The Lid from Meet the Press. I'm Carrie Dan. Here is a sentence that my colleagues and I over at the NBC News Political Unit wrote for a story on the internet. And I'm going to make you guess when we wrote it, okay? Here's the sentence. <clears throat> is it already too late to stop Bernie Sanders? When would you guess that sentence was written? And yes, it was during this presidential race. Yeah, it feels like maybe a year ago, maybe Christmas time. Nope, that was six weeks ago, in late February. And we weren't alone. That's where the conventional wisdom kind of was, that Bernie Sanders was very likely to be the nominee and that the Democratic Party was going to have to figure out what to do if Bernie Sanders was their guy running in a race against Donald Trump. Today, after a long race in which he was a frontrunner until the very end, Sanders suspended his campaign by video from his house as the nation continues to hunker down in a public health crisis that six weeks ago seemed completely unthinkable. In his remarks, Sanders acknowledged that he doesn't have a path to the nomination. He said Joe Biden will be the nominee and that he will work with Biden to achieve his progressive agenda. He didn't explicitly endorse Biden, though, and said he will remain on the ballot in remaining primary states so he can continue to get delegates who will give him more clout to push the party platform to the left at the convention. So why, on his second attempt at the nomination, did Sanders so quickly go from being the almost presumptive kind of nominee to somebody who everyone was just sort of waiting around to see when he would drop out? Well... Throughout the Democratic primary, the field was always very fragmented. It was always Sanders and Biden at the top, but then splitting the remaining vote between other candidates. The trouble for Sanders was that other than accumulating more sizable support from Latinos, he was just never really able to expand his base beyond the core supporters who backed him in 2016, which would be very liberal folks and young people. He continued to perform poorly with older Americans and with black voters. And as the field winnowed, Biden's strength with those folks combined with support from suburban moderates. And as the field winnowed, Biden's strength with those folks combined with suburban moderates, who maybe had been kind of curious about Elizabeth Warren or Pete Buttigieg or Amy Klobuchar, but all ended up picking the known quantity rather than Bernie Sanders. We'll never know whether in a world without coronavirus, Sanders could have staged maybe a late comeback, although the math was stacked pretty dramatically against him before any of us had ever heard the term social distancing. And it's kind of ironic that Sanders' defeat comes right at a moment when there are more questions than ever about what government should do to create a safety net for those struggling to afford health care and those who fall through the cracks in a capitalist economy getting slammed by a huge crisis right now. Sanders has undoubtedly created an enduring moment, and it's one that's likely to gain maybe even more steam as the country grapples with what the world looks like when the economy reopens, whenever that may be. But it's a good lesson, too, that six weeks can upend everyone's world a couple times over. That's a lid for us. If you'd like to hear more of this free audio briefing, you can always download us on your favorite podcast app. 